Welcome to the podcast that explores and smashes the insane patriarchal messages that keep us on the diet, riot, sweat, and repeat carnival ride of body image issues. I'm Tiffany Kane. Let's smash the body image insanity together. Hello, rioters. It is Tiffany Kane, your host. And I'm here today to talk about a topic that does come with its own trigger warning. We're going to be talking about eating disorders, disordered eating. And so I have so much compassion if this topic is triggering for you and you are not ready to listen and have this conversation. So please check with your own mental health and your own safety and make sure that if you continue listening to this episode, you know you're in safe hands with me and you know what we're going to be talking about. I went quiet on this podcast for a little while because I was super triggered. This podcast is fairly new. This is episode three. And I had other episodes all planned out that I was going to share with you. And then something happened that triggered me and triggered my own disordered way of thinking about eating and body image. And I did not want to cause any more damage or harm to anybody listening. I never want to podcast from a place of wound because I don't think that's healthy for the people listening. I want to podcast, you know, once the wound's a little bit healed and we can talk about it together. Still, my heart is racing a little bit and, you know, this is a very vulnerable conversation for me. So what happened that made me scrap my episode plans and go quiet for a little over a week? Um, I stepped on the scale. I have a problem. I have an obsession with stepping on the scale every day, sometimes several times a day. It is a very unhealthy obsession. And I had done a very good job probably for about two weeks of not stepping on the scale, which is a giant victory for me. And I'm really working hard right now to be an intuitive eater, which means I eat when I'm feeling hungry. I eat foods that feel like they will fuel my body and be enjoyable and good to eat. I'm trying very hard to avoid any type of quote unquote diet culture type of thinking that basically is restrictive eating and calorie counting and all of that kind of unhealthy stuff because it, it triggers a lot of unhealthy things in my brain when I go down that rabbit hole. So The other day, I stepped on the scale and (laughs) I had gained like six pounds from the last time I was on the scale and it sent me into a tailspin. (sighs) There's so many things that were contributing factors. Number one, I'm a 49-year-old post-hysterectomy woman that is going through some hormonal changes and so oh my goodness, weight is, my my body is doing things it's never done before. And I'm exploring all kinds of healthy ways to, um, you know, control, like not control, but explore ways to be as healthy with my hormones as possible and healthy eating. Um, But still, 
wait is coming on and it's very frustrating. The other thing is, yes, I had hysterectomy, but I kept my ovaries. And so I still have cycles. Yeah. However, they're not regular. And because, you know, I am not bleeding anymore, I it's hard for me to track when the cycles might be. And so when my cycles do come, they often surprise me. And so I believe I was in the midst of what would have been PMS if I was still having my period. And PMS always hit me really hard, like makes my emotions just massively um, out of whack. It brings on depression, brings on anxiety, brings on exhaustion, brings on a massive need to eat. (laughs) Uh, And so when this hit me, when I didn't really know where it was coming from, it was hard. It was really hard. And I've bounced back, but it took a lot of sitting with myself and reflecting. During this time, I got the book, The Body is Not an Apology. And oh my goodness, I recommend this book to everybody. I am going to post about this book on my Instagram and my Facebook page. It's by Sonia Renee Taylor. It's a short book. It's not long at all. I got it on Audible and I got the hard copy. I've written all in the hard copy and... (laughs) Absolutely loved the Audible. And what I have decided is for the next few episodes, I'm going to explore some of the questions she has in this book. She has unapologetic inquiries throughout the book where she asks questions. But before we go there, I want to tell you some statistics and then tell you a story. So February is National Eating Disorder Awareness Month. So here are some statistics about eating disorders. Eating disorders affect at least 9% of the population worldwide. So that's almost 1 in 10 people, right, worldwide. 9% of the U.S. population, or 28.8 million Americans, will have an eating disorder in their lifetime. Less than 6% of people with eating disorders are medically diagnosed as underweight. So no, you do not have to be underweight to have an eating disorder. And this is my story. This is what's happened to me. And I'm going to go into that deeper. 28 to 74% of people at risk for eating disorders is thought to be through genetic heritability, which makes a lot of sense for me because I believe my mother has one. And eating disorders are among the deadliest mental illnesses, second only to opioid overdose. Let that sink in for a moment. So there were a few times in my life that I stopped eating. One of the times, one of the most significant times was when my parents were going through divorce. It was, it rocked my world in such a horrible way. It was it was horrific. It was ugly. It was nasty. Oh, basically my dad left my mom for his best friend's wife. And so two families upended everything that we knew destroyed. And those of you that know my story, you know I was raised in a very, very religious culture where divorce just didn't happen. And so this rocked my world and I stopped eating. I'm not kidding. I stopped eating. I would have maybe a snack cup of applesauce a day. Yeah. 
And I lost weight. I lost a lot of weight. I got to the thinnest I'd ever been in my life. Now, I wasn't malnourished at that point. I wasn't underweight. I wasn't anything that a doctor would be like, what's wrong with you? But for me, I was very, very thin for me and for my body type. And I got so many compliments about how good I looked, which is so messed up. Talk about messing with your head, being the most mentally unhealthy I had been in my life and people telling me how great I looked. The second most significant eating disordered time in my life was when I was going through my own divorce at 40 years old with two young children leaving a toxic marriage. I stopped eating and started working out to a frenzy. If I went a day with working out, I I was like beside myself. It was it caused major mental issues. I had to work out every day. And my working out was massive endurance. I loved long runs. I loved long bike rides. So it was things that took a ton of energy and endurance. Um, I kind of liked the pain of how hard those workouts were. And I was really addicted to it. Um, but I looked great. You know, I was at my thinnest point in my adult life, um, thinner than when I'd gotten married. And I looked awesome and I got a ton of compliments on my body. But I was so mentally unhealthy at that point, um, to the point where I actually destroyed my body. I exercised so much and did not listen to the messages in my body that I fractured my back and caused lasting damage to my nerves and my spine uh, and made it so that <laughs> I can't work out like that anymore. But that's how sick I was. That's how messed up I was. Does any of this resonate with you? Do you feel any of this? And I know each of us experiences um, disordered eating in a different way, right? And disordered eating is, are you an extreme calorie counter? Are you an extreme, do, do you just not eat? Do you overeat? Do you binge eat? Do you, are you bulimic? There are so many disordered eating ways to be. And I think so many of us are, we just live in this toxic diet culture that disordered eating almost feels natural. It almost feels like the way it should be. And so back to this past week when I stepped on the scale and it was six pounds over, I kid you not, my initial reaction was, okay, I can stop this weight gain. I will just stop eating. I will just stop eating. That's what went through my head. I'm just not going to eat. It's fine. <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay that that went through my head. I mean, it is okay because it's my body and my thoughts and all of that, but that's that's disordered, right? So anyway, um, I took action. I got the book, The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love by Sonia Renee Taylor. And she talks about a concept that I think is so fascinating. You're going to hear me opening the book um, I'm going to open the book to, it's kind of in the middle where she talks about body terrorism, that this self-loathing we have for our bodies is actually body 
terrorism, and it comes from massive societal influences. So this is unapologetic inquiry number 23 in the book, The Body is Not an Apology. Sonia Renee Taylor says, destroying the system of body terrorism requires an investigation into our unconscious beliefs about other bodies. Remember, we are not our beliefs. We can examine them without judgment and shame from a place of curiosity and compassion. Explore the social, culture, and political messages you have received about the bodies listed below. How have those messages informed your relationship with those bodies? She says, look at fat bodies, bodies of other races, lesbian or gay bodies, transgender bodies, disabled bodies, aging bodies, bodies with mental illness. I love this concept. This has helped me so much to sit and think, wow, what are the societal messages about these kinds of bodies? What have I internalized? What are my messages? She goes on to say, bodies are not the only designators of oppression, but all oppression is enacted on the body. To discuss oppression as a manifestation of body terrorism is to move the conversation out of the abstract and return it to its site of impact, the body, the body. Otherwise, we risk forgetting that oppression in its many variations is a shared experience. Everybody with a body is affected. Understanding body terrorism as a function of systems and structures does not abdicate our responsibility for working toward its eradication. We do not get to say, oh, well, racism, sexism, weight stigma, ageism, homophobia, transphobia is just so big. Boy, I sure hope they figure it out. Nope. Systems do not maintain themselves. Even our lack of intervention is an act of maintenance. Every structure in every society is upheld by the active and passive assistance of other human beings. This is what this podcast is about. I want to disrupt the societal messages. I want to disrupt this body terrorism. And this podcast is an exploration of how to do that. I don't have the answers. I am in the midst of trying to disrupt body terrorism on myself and exploring why it's happening. And I just want to be a healthy woman that loves the body she is in. <laughs> and I want the people around me to love the bodies they are in. I want to change body terrorism into body love. And that's the mission of this podcast. We're just going to explore this. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your disordered eating stories. There is a link in the show notes for you to call in and leave me your story. You can leave a little one to three minute message telling me your disordered eating story, your experience of body terrorism from society. And over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to explore some of the concepts in this book, The Body is Not an Apology. So if you want to follow along with me, make sure you get a copy of The Body is Not an Apology. You can buy it wherever books are sold, get it on Audible. And I think this is a really powerful conversation for us to have together. And I'm excited to have it with you. If this is something 
that you think will help a friend of yours, would you please share this episode with your friend and get your friend involved in the conversation? I want to help as many people as possible escape the cycle of body terrorism. Thank you so much, rioters. Let's get out there. Let's shake it up. Let's riot against diet.